No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special collab of the three dope dudes in the mic, and we are alongside Break It Down with Brian H. Brian Waters himself, Ronald James hey. himself. We're all in here. Valance could not be here, but we will fulfill the slack of not having the third man's back. I can't wait till he listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll have a lot of this to say about that comment. He will. You know, uh, we want to do a little special thing today. But before we do that, how is everybody? Brian, how are you doing? I'm going to be honest with you, um, not so well. Uh, unfortunately, uh, another black man was killed, and that should not be our freaking norm. Um, mm-hmm. It happened in Atlanta, Georgia, and I unfortunately like saw that right before. So it's just like, come on, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it, it's. I want to make sure I say his name, Rayshard Brooks. You Rayshard know, Brooks. I'm pretty sure by the time we this gets out, he you know he will be. A, he is a hashtag, unfortunately. But I, you know, I just wanted to pay respects to his mother and family. But I, I wanted to say his name because it's unfortunate that this happened this time in Atlanta. And I know this is a wrestling show and this is what we'll do. But, uh, you know, I was listening to The New Day and like you two, myself, we're black. This is our Mm -hmm. reality in America, so. Yep, yep. And, you know, like you said, it gets unfortunate that, you know, this comes off like it's a every Tuesday and Thursday conversation when that's not how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, um, yeah, you know, this it's kind of mind blowing that this is what we're going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Ronald, uh, how was everything on your side of the neck of the woods? I'm about the same. Um, between between uh, the death of the gentleman in Atlanta and the guy that they found hanging in L.A. County, you hear about that, mm-hmm. Robert Fuller? Yep. Um, all in a really short amount of time. Uh, obviously one is too many and to hear about the frequency that this is happening, whatever circumstances. Also, um, the passing of Jazz Fly, who is a writer on This Is Us and a couple other things. Um, they found that uh, she uh, passed away a couple of days ago. Look up Jazz Fly. She's incredible. She um, wrote for a bunch of TV shows and she also gave advice to a lot of writers Mm-hmm. Tried to push people up who who look and sounded like her, both male men and women uh, in the black community and Hispanic community and Asian community even helped the white dudes and you know she was she was one of those people so it's been a somber couple of days to be honest with you um, but um, you know I try to stay positive um, on my Instagram channel I, I do this thing called Quarantine Dream where. I try to have a positive message, even though I might not, I may not be feeling the best. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just, just people have to know that in, in, in all of this stuff that's happening, changes, changes happening. Um, there's some good being done. And, um, I think we're going to come out on this, the other side, uh, better, better people. 
Before you it's, jump in there, Blake, I, I just mm-hmm. wanted to say, because uh, something that stuck out, and I, I don't want to forget this thought, uh, something sure. stuck out what Ronald just said was um, that Jazz was the type of person that puts people on, always looks out for other people. Uh, I will be honest with you, I didn't know much about Jazz's work. Um, you know, I don't watch This Is Us, but, you know, my wife mm-hmm. does. But the reason why that stuck out to me, because I'm on a show right now with two people who do the same exact thing, the same thing, and that's always putting people on you know uh me and blake known each other for oh man since 2012 and you know shortly after that i knew ronald and, and ronald being a wealth of information people blake could have been like oh no nah, this is my friend i'm gonna keep him to myself but it was always not nah, let me introduce you to this person let me introduce you to ron let me introduce you to Vance because i think if y'all two get together y'all could do this it's obviously you see we're doing a collaboration there was times when uh I was able to meet up with Ronald and Valance when Blake wasn't around. So I just wanted to make sure, like, I, I it's unfortunate, but I love hearing stuff like that, that people, and I wish more people would do that. And yeah. that is look out for the next person in line. Look out for the person that helped you get over the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, no, no, go ahead, Ronald. You say, you say um, your thought. Blake, Blake knows that I'm the type of person that if anybody needs help, and they need information and I have the information, I got them. Like it's it's important to me. And he knows I push him like crazy. You know, I, I even threaten him physically. If yeah. he doesn't get stuff done, or, you know. Cause so y'all are talented people. So when I hear, you know, Brian's working on something, uh, I, I listen when when you're doing something, Blake. Um, I, I listen, I pay attention, I watch, and that's important. We spread the wealth, we spread the word. And that'll inspire people, man. That's important. Yeah. Uh, so listen uh, to what you both just said. Um, this just goes out to anybody that's uh, friends of mine or students or anything. If you wonder why I'm a hard ass, um, you can blame Ronald. Uh, because, you know, if, if you think me pushing you is hard, try to tell Ronald that, you don't know if I can and then finish that sentence and see what happens. I'm going to say you a know. paragraph. I'm going to yell at you on the phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and like I Brian do said, it if you weren't talented, man. It, if you, exactly. If you a talented person, I wouldn't, you know. Yeah. And, and it's just like Brian said, it's, it's, it's all out of love and it's, and it's uh, because of the belief that you have. And um, I, I think that, you know, uh, especially in um, the entertainment community, I'm not even going to just single it out the wrestling, but the entertainment community and life in general, you know, if, if you know somebody is talented at something, you know, and you can help them, help them. You know, you don't have to give it to them. Just, you know, show them what the door is and, and then let them walk through the door and do whatever you can. Don't try to always hide that wealth of knowledge for yourself because in the long run, it's just going to prove that you're a very selfish person. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, if, if you want to be a selfish person and collect everything for yourself, so be it. But that's not fun, you know, like. Nobody goes and goes, oh, man, let me play tennis against myself. Like, it doesn't make any sense, <laughs> um, you know. So, uh, yes, for, for this show, um, you know, we have – we are going into week two. We had back-to-back Sundays of uh, WWE pay-per-views. And uh, we were going to start off this show with a review of last Sunday, 
which was WWE, well, sorry, it was NXT's In Your House, uh, NXT TakeOver In Your House. Um, start off with you, Ronald. Um, out of the, the matches uh, that, that you got to see and, and the presentation of it, um, what, was this something that really stuck out to you? Uh, it doesn't even have to be a match, you know. It could have been anything. It could have been Todd Pettengill, you know. Um, was it things that, you know, stuck out to you? You were like, oh, man, you know, this is something that I needed with the return of uh, wrestling in the pandemic that we're living in. Well, I think one thing that's pretty cool is um, trying to call back to brands that we grew up watching and things that we connect to and the In Your House brand, pulling that, you know, from the archive and using that, uh, does something really special for me. So regardless of how good or bad it is, I'm coming in with a positive attitude. I'm like, okay, well, it's in your house. I remember in your house from when I was mm -hmm. younger. I thought it was a cool thing. And NXT's brand is, uh, let's be honest, man. Let's, let's, let's put this out on the table. NXT is one of the better brands of wrestling right now on regular TV that you can mm -hmm. turn on right now if you, or your basic cable and watch. And they're, they're consistent. Um, regardless of the problems you have with some of the, the some of the storylines of certain people, it's consistent, and um, that's the first thing that comes to mind. So that's that's how I feel just coming off the break. So I don't know how how you guys feel about it. just coming into the pay per view. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. So um, you said things that stuck out. You you just had to say Todd Pettengill, so I can't mm -hmm. really say it. But um, you know, obviously, I, you guys know me uh, very well. I'm a mark for broadcasting. And um, since I was younger, I always appreciated the voices, whether it's, you know, I remember iconic calls in wrestling or, um, you know, even in sports. So Todd Pettengill was a, you know, a crucial part of my childhood. So being able to see him, I'm so happy they was able to get him. But one of the things I really enjoyed was the production of the intro. It had that classic in your house, new mm -hmm. generation feel. And man, I'm telling you, I was like, this, I was ready, pumped up. And it's, I think about it, I'm like, man, we got wrestling back to back Sundays. Growing up, that would have been a dream. You imagine if you would have got Stone Cold versus a Rock on one Sunday and then the winner next Sunday faces The Undertaker. And then you would have been hooked. <laughs> yeah. You know, now yeah. granted, it may have been kind of difficult unless you had the iconic black box, but it may have been <laughs> a little difficult to convince your parents to spend $30 back to back. I remember when In Your House first came out, it was about 20 bucks, I believe, mm -hmm. or $25. But, um, and I was really happy to see that. And to me, just that alone, the, the show could have been terrible which it wasn't, but that right there is something that really stuck out to me. And then, of course, the uh, ending. I really mm -hmm. enjoyed the finish. I know a lot of people didn't, but one of the things, I, a lot of times, I don't know if you want, you want me to jump into that part right now or you want to wait. Um, hold the thought. Hold okay. the thought. We'll, 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 we'll put Go both the, the women's, yeah, we'll put that all, right. all together. But um, just the way the, the whole show was presented, I really enjoyed it. And, um, I really hope they make it an annual thing, you know? I know they have the annual uh, take, well, it was TakeOver Brooklyn's, but I really hope that this pandemic, I think a lot of stuff will come out of the pandemic once we, if we ever get out of it, well, we will. But I think, like, we will get more cinematic matches when necessary. Even when we have fans, it probably won't be presented that way. Maybe it'll be for TV instead, but I can't wait to see what happens. 
Yeah, I, I think uh, you both hit it right on the button. You know, the only sad part for me was they didn't give away a house. You know, if they'd have gave away a house, <laughs> uh, it would have been the perfect pay-per-view. Um, but one thing that really, really stuck out for me that I thought was really cool was uh, they did classic commercials. So, yeah, uh, you know, I love the, 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 the ice cream sandwich commercials. Um, I think, you know, I think, and we'll get to her in a second, but I think Shotzi Blackheart is a star. Um, I love that. And I love the Adam Cole icon pro one, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, basically paying homage to Brett. I mean, it's Brett Hardy. You, you got to pay homage to him. Um, I, I thought that was, um, fantastic. And like you guys said, the, the production, the feeling, the energy, um, the flow of it. And I mean, it was only two hours and 20 minutes. So I was like, this is perfect. But also going through my head was, damn, this pay-per-view was two hundred, uh, two hours and 20 minutes, but we're all tomorrow's going to be three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but it always shows that, you know, you don't have to basically extend something to make it special. If it's special with what you have and what you believe in, it's going to be special. And I thought that, um, I thought that the show did that. So I was, I was very, Ooh. very happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Um, let's start off with this. Uh, um, they had a six woman match that opened up the card. Uh, it was, it was Dakota Kai, Candice LeRae, um, Raquel Gomez, um, oh, is it Gonzalez? Um, it's, it's Gonzalez. I'm sorry. Uh, versus Miriam, uh, Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. Um, I personally thought that was a really fun opener. Um, I love Candace's new character. Uh, I love uh, everything that she's doing. I love the energy that Shotzi's bringing. And I, I definitely 100% love um, the believability of a face that Tegan is. Um, I think you had uh, six women that, that go out there and can wrestle with the best of them. Uh, but there's some stars in there, you know, um, what Candace is doing is fantastic and what Shotzi is doing is fantastic. What Dakota is doing is fantastic. You know, um, I, I really think that, you know, for what the outcome was of the main event, you definitely have some new challenges ahead and some great stories that can come out of it. Yeah, man, yeah. it was a, it was a, it was a really good match. Um, a lot of good spots. Um, Sometimes six six person tag teams can feel a little scattered and not fun and hard to follow. This one was as as easy to follow as a six person could be. Um, the you know the team of Mia uh, and Tegan and Shotzi, Shotzi. Um, winning really cool. Um, I love to see Mia coming out on top. I got to be honest because um, I feel like there there are these blocks where she's just losing and to see mm-hmm. her come out on top was really cool so um I, I like you said a lot of a lot of talented women you know it's it's crazy to watch nxt jam so many talented women in one show it's it's a little like oh my god like this should be prevalent on the main shows i mean i hate to say the main shows you know what i mean Raw yeah. smackdown i i would love to see that intensity on some of those shows but unfortunately we're only granted that on nxt in the way that they do it in nxt so i thought it was a great match 
Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, one of the things I look at Shotzi Blackheart, man, she is a star. And to me, you know, she is becoming musty TV, but I really like the Gonzalez, Dakota Kai combo. It mm-hmm. just has Shawn Michaels and Diesel written all over it to me. Um, <laughs> but Dakota Kai, I think because that old character she had was going to get stale quick. And she was starting to remind me of a um, poor woman's Bailey. And I mm. hate to see anybody be a poor person, somebody, a great value version of that person in any way. So to be able to see her like go into her own and, you know, Tegan Knox, that whole, like those are two, we talk about Gargano and Champa. I could watch uh, Tegan Knox and um, Tegan Knox and uh, I'm Dakota. Dakota go at it for months at a time because it just, it feels personal and it feels believable. Like she's really upset. Both of them are really upset with each other, but then you got Gonzalez in the way. So, you know, I'm very excited to see. And obviously, uh, you know, looking at uh, Candice LeRae and Mia Yim, it's something different because when I look at Mia Yim and Keith Lee, they're not your typical wrestling couple. You know, because it's almost like, it, it, I hate to say like he's dating a tomboy, but it's different. So I, I actually, I'm like, okay, you got me intrigued. And then you obviously have Johnny Wrestling and uh, Candice LeRae. So, you know, seeing them two kind of stay at it. And, you know, that was a story with it. So, so I really enjoyed the match. Knock if you buck. Knock if you buck. Um, <laughs> yeah, fun stuff. Um we then uh, and and I don't know if I can't remember if this is the order, but I'm trying to remember the actual order. It don't matter uh, the order. This our show. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, that makes <laughs> me feel a lot better. Uh, we oh, we had uh, <laughs> we had Finn Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. Um, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Damian Priest because I mean he looks fantastic. Like it yeah. looks like he's he's linked up. Um, I I'd always thought that out of the big men that was in NXT, I thought character-wise, he was the best one. Like, and if you ever listen to his voice, like, I felt like if they remade Vampire in Brooklyn, like, he would be perfect to play Eddie Murphy (laughs) because of his voice alone and just everything about his aura. Um, And look, if you can hang with the TakeOver King, Finn Balor, you're a big-time player. And, you know, not only did I think that was a really good match, the bump was scary that he took, oh, but geez. you know, it was funny cause people were putting out, uh, I think it was the Simpsons episode or something mm. when, some, when somebody uh, fell on the fire hydrant and like they were saying that was him. <laughs> uh, it, it is really like what he looked like. I was like, geez, you know? Yeah. Um, but I really like that dynamic. And I mean, I mean, you can't go wrong with Finn, especially when it comes to wrestling, um, you know, and, and now he has his sights set on the North American championship. Um, but uh, Damian Priest is a player. That's what I got to say. He's a big-time player. Yeah. I don't want to mm-hmm. see too many bumps like that ever again, man. Um, yeah. I, and, you know, there's something about that the style of fighting that they brought where spots don't feel quite as pra- rehearsed. It doesn't feel like, oh, somebody's coming towards me. Lift. You know, it, it felt mm-hmm. like everything felt so natural. It felt haphazard. It felt mm-hmm. chaotic. It felt like there were stakes. Um, and that's what made that match really good. Um, you know, I'll watch anything Finn Balor related and, you know, I'm just getting into the world of Mr. Priest, but you know, I, the, the, the match was great. I, I really enjoyed it. 
Yeah, I mean, you guys mm-hmm. both said it. Friend Balor mm-hmm. is just one of the, uh, you know, the TakeOver King. Dare say the, the, the NXT King. I would love to see a huge clash with him and Adam Cole, like one that like really, really means something. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't mind seeing him going after that North American Championship. Uh, I'm just I'm invested in him, and to me, this is better for him. I know that there was, you know, he was the first Universal Champion, and I wasn't buying it then, and I didn't think when he got back I was buying it. But to me, like he said, NXT is Broadway, so I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm I'm just very sad we couldn't get Finn Balor and Walter. Uh I was uh, you know, that was the one match that I I had my popcorn ready for, but uh, you know, the the pandemic had other thoughts. It'll but come. Uh, yeah, I think it'll come. You know, it, it'll still come, you yeah. know, and you know, so but yeah, thought that was a fantastic match. Um we had uh North American Championship, Keith Lee, our champion versus Johnny Gorgano. Um I love Johnny's gear. First of all, I thought gear was amazing. I love that he had a key to the house on the set. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. It's um, the little things, man. It's, yeah, yeah man. that's what it, it is. is. It's the small little thing. Like when they were fighting and um, you could, they were looking through the camera cam of the door from the house. <laughs> you know, it's small little intricate things like that. Um, I think Johnny and Keith. They have very uh, good chemistry together. And, um, you know, it is amazing. It, it's, it's what big man versus little man is supposed to be, you know, um, and I think they did a really good job. Um, if this story is over, I am okay with that. If it continues, I am okay with that. Um, I think right now what Johnny and Candace is doing, in my opinion, they can do no wrong. And um, I'm hoping – for Keith's sake that, uh, you know, everything that's happened in the world and like with the pandemic and everything, I hope that doesn't slow down his momentum. But if you ever look at his style, you can see in his face that he's hungry to be the best. So I, I, I mean, I, I personally think he will keep that hunger, but I hope he gets to showcase that hunger as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge Joey fan, to be honest with you. I mm-hmm. kind of expressed this in the past. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, Keith Lee does big man done right. You know, there's a lot of big men who kind of, I don't know, man. Uh, it's it's kind of emphasis on brute strength more than skill. And I think that Keith is kind of showing us that big men can do it all damn near in a way that feels tasteful and doesn't feel gimmicky and doesn't feel like, you know, I don't want to name so I don't want to name names, but let's yeah. say, let's say every yeah. big man doesn't do it right. Yeah. Um, so this match was really good, and you're right. Uh, good use of the big man dynamic versus Joey. Meh. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Candace, what Candice mm-hmm. LeRae and him have going, he's a he is a person I don't like, but he's supposed to be a person I don't like, and I love yeah. that. Um, so he's he's doing his job. That match was great. I want to see them fight again. Yeah, I think it's really cool because I wasn't sure that he was going to be like the uh, really dynamic face, if that may, I mean, a dynamic heel or mm-hmm. one that I could really be like, nah, I want to boo him. But I think he's just the way he's putting his character together. And he's just annoying. Like you said, somebody you just don't like. And I was confused when they switched him and Chomp. I was like, all right, let me see. But they really got me invested. But it's one of those things is now they've gone away from each other. 
and I really like what Johnny's doing, and I, I like Keith Lee a lot. I want to see where he goes from here. Uh, I really, I, I figured he was going to win, and I got to give a shout out to him for wearing the Black Lives Matter, um, regardless of what. He's a black man, and I, I really appreciate him using his platform. I don't think your dog liked it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw he had a guest up here about a couple minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but it, um, I, I really appreciate him using his platform. I, I just, I want to see it being done more. We saw Bianca every Black History Month doing something. I want to see more stuff like this, you know, as unfortunately these civil unrest start to you know not even call them civil unrest you know it these this movement starts to slow down a little bit i still want to see the black lives matter i still want to see the culture yeah yeah, yeah oh definitely um i want to give a quick shout out to jolene uh jolene's a gear maker she she made that gear for him jolene's made some of the most fantastic stuff um you know, she does incredible work. So I want to give shout out to that. And one thing that Ronald said when he's talking about uh, new age, like big man, like how Keith is, in my opinion, Keith comes off um, almost like a new age Mike Awesome. Um, mm. You know, uh, and, and Ronald, <laughs> you know, Ronald knows how, how we felt about Mike Awesome. Like Mike Awesome didn't know wrong at our you know, and uh, the stuff he was doing in that day and age, you know, flying over the ropes, power balls from the top ropes, all of that stuff was something you'd never seen. And I think that there's an element of surprise of athleticism that Keith brings when he's in that ring. So um, the only thing that can stop Keith is Keith. So we'll mm. see what happens. Um, we had world title match, uh, uh, backlot brawl with champion Adam Cole and the Velveteen Dream. Um, Oh, I loved it. I I did love the dream came out as Negan from uh uh Walking Dead. That that, that was, was cool. That was cool. Um this we you know the hey, you look this match it wasn't bad. It was fun. Um out of the cinematic style recordings, it was probably my least favorite so far. Um mm. but I personally, Adam Cole can be the world champion forever, and I would be fine with that. That's just my personal opinion. Um, I feel like they had to do something different with these two because if it was just another matchup between these two, I don't know how much the fan base would have been able to, like, uh, basically, I don't want to say accept it, but I don't know how happy they would have been with it. But this was a new wrinkle to put into that feud. And as we saw, I mean, Adam Cole, baby, always finds a way to beat him. Um, I guess before I give my opinion, I should I should ask y'all. We should do a, a round robin of this. Mm-hmm. How are we feeling about cinematic matches at this point? And are they are they necessary? Do you think that they add an element of because we're getting to a point now where we've been in um, lockdown for you know. If you've been here for the longest amount of time, closer to four months. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't been here for the whole time, maybe closer to two and a half. And we've seen quite a few cinematic matches um, since you know since it started to become a thing. So how do, how are we feeling about it before and now? And does it feel like it's going to be a necessary part of the process? Go ahead and start, Brian. Uh, I don't hate it. I just want them to remain special. Undertaker, yeah. 
that I would be fine seeing all his matches like this. Mm. Um, I think now I can buy an Undertaker versus Sting match because I think they can do it in a way where you keep both characters protected and it's not that wrestling match. I'm going to be honest with you. That's not like everybody always talk about Undertaker Sting, Undertaker Sting. It, that was never my dream match. Like to me, it was always like I wanted to see maybe Sting versus The Rock or Sting versus Shawn Michaels. Mm. It was never Undertaker Sting. It's just like it just became a thing. So, but I wouldn't mind seeing that in a cinematic way. Uh, same with the Fiend on certain people. Uh, only like legends. Uh, we yeah. saw it with like Randy Orton said we gave they gave us this match up. Uh, cinematic match but it was just ahead of its time i think now if they did it it would be great so i don't hate cinematic matches i just don't need it every pay-per-view yeah um i'll stick with brian i don't need it every pay-per-view but when you sprinkle it in as long as the people do it justice i'm fine with it but it doesn't have to happen all the time if it is used to like close out feuds and stuff that doesn't bother me. Like, I think about uh, Grogano and Ciampa. Theirs was, like, the most different out of the cinematic matches. Where it was a wrestling match, but it was kind of just filmed in a cinematic form. And I really, really enjoyed that. But, like, you know, Bray and Cena is my favorite one out of all of them so far. You know, uh, but, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't – I think it depends on the world. You know, if if things, you know – if things are still like more locked down and all that, I, I like I said, you don't have to do it all the time, but you can give it to us. But if we start to pop up and things are getting a little normal, you can start to ease down and save them for the special occasions like The Undertaker and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, my issue with them is more of a production standpoint. And maybe y'all can mm. understand where I'm coming from. Um, mm. They're shot kind of frantic for some of the matches. So I'll give you an example. The spot that happened with um, Velveteen getting on the ladder to jump on Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. There were close to 10 angle changes between <laughs> him going up the ladder and yeah. coming down the ladder. That's yeah. too frantic for a person to enjoy in a real way. It's like a music video. If you watch mm -hmm. music videos from like the early 2000s, there would be a shot in a room and it'd be like 20 angles, 20 shots. Somebody be like this, they'd be like that, They're like this, right? I'm like, what am I looking at right now? What am I watching? Am I watching a video? Am I watching? And it, it starts to feel, um, that part of it removes the suspending disbelief. Cause that's what's cool about it. If a cinematic match is done right, like I love that Undertaker, the last Undertaker match we saw, it used a couple angle changes but the spots that were a little more jarring were the ones that were just like Undertaker heading towards him, you mm -hmm. know, getting close with just one angle. And then maybe the angle changed when AJ was looking at him. That stuff counts for something. So this mm -hmm. one being as frantic as it was, I didn't feel as invested because it felt like I was watching a person who had edited this thing a ton of times before it got to <laughs> the viewer. <laughs> I wanted to feel cinematic, but I also don't want it to feel like it was over edited. So that's yeah. that's my issue with it. I understand that. Yeah. But overall, I mean it was okay. You know, it was mm -hmm. a it was a D level, D minus, D plus, D plus level. It was okay, man. I, but Adam Cole, like you said, is like Shawn Michaels and and all these charismatic characters put together to be this. I'm gonna say something, man. I he is what Shawn Michaels was supposed to be. 
Oh, you know what I'm talking. There's a yeah. point. Okay, yeah. now I'm not trying to diss y'all. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm listening. When 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 Shawn Michaels disappeared when he was injured, and then he came back, I thought it was going to be Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. That sounds weird. I, get, I feel like I, I'm, I thought he was going to be on that level because Shawn Michaels had the experience. He had all that stuff. I thought he was going to come back and be like of equal or greater quality. Mm-hmm. And then there were a bunch of people that were imitating Shawn Michaels style. I don't want to, I don't want to call out no names, mm-hmm. but Adam is that person for me. He's that person. He's like, if, if Shawn Michaels went to the ground and, and rose from the ashes and be like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, sorry, Adam. <laughs> I hope I hope it don't sound like I'm trashing Shawn Michaels, man. But I kind of hope that he watches this and like he definitely trashed me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's uh, my thoughts. Okay, go ahead, Brian. No, nah, man. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you so, are ready me, for that? Uh, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I'm over the Velveteen Dream. I can care less about him. Uh, I get that. I. I yeah. It was cool, but like, okay, I was not rooting for him to win the championship at all. I know some people die, and I know people say, why don't it's, I just don't see him being a champion or the face of a company. <laughs> I, I it, thank you. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't. I, you said it best Adam Cole could be NXT champion forever. The last person that wasn't a favorite of mine. So meaning, when I say this, I mean that they did such a great job as their championship reign in this moment that it never bothered me uh, with Seth Rollins when he first became world heavyweight champion. Mm. Up until, like, when that whole run... Now, granted, I wanted Sting to beat him for obvious reasons, but when he didn't, I said, all right, okay, who's next? And I wanted to see where they were going with this, and then he got hurt. Of course, when Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles or Kofi Kingston was champion, I was rooting, you know, I didn't want, I wasn't necessarily rooting for them to lose. But um, Adam Cole is, and, and, you know, yeah, he is one of my favorites in NXT, but to take that aspect out of it, I look at it, he somehow, he's figured out a way to maintain freshness to this character, to this title run, and, you know, he is somebody that I always say will main event WrestleMania. Mm. Mm. And you don't well, think Velveteen Dream has that ability? I no, I, I just, I, I, well, I just don't see it. I, I yeah. don't see yeah. what about him is going to make me say, all right, I want to turn on and see what the Velveteen Dream is going to do. I always, when I see the Undisputed Era, I hear them from the moment their music hits, I'm yeah. pumped up. I will drive down the street with their music blasted in my car. The Velveteen Dream, you know, it's like, okay, he's going to say something funny or he's going to do something interesting. And I'm like, all right, cool. But that's it. You know, after that, I'm not invested. When his matches happen, and it's like, okay, he's going to do a bunch of spots, a bunch of flippity-dippity. He's going to run around the ring a million times. (laughs) And he's... And he's going to imitate his favorite wrestler because he's a mark. And it's not, you know, it is what it is. That's what we saw in Tough Enough. And he's living out that character. He's going to do the Rick Rude. He's going to do Hogan. Whoever he had a beef with on Twitter that day, he's going to pull that character out. All right. What else is he going to give me? Who is the Velveteen Dream? You know, Adam Cole, Bay Bay. That's the guy. He is the NXT champion. He is the greatest NXT champion. Yeah. Oof. 
Yeah, man. um, you you essentially are right, man. You you got somebody that's essentially like the Shang Tsung of wrestling. You got you got somebody that's like, oh, so okay, Jay, he's like Jay Farrell. The way that Jay Farrell can just pull these impressions, uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like that. I like that. But you're right. You're right. There's there's after that wears off because it feels like he's in this like princeish thing, and then whatever he can become out of that. But yeah, I want, I want to, I want to see more. I want to see Who's, more. I want. I'm I trying to see... think of an impersonator who was like WWE champion, and I could be wrong. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm drawing a blank. You know, but I don't think they're. <laughs> no, because mankind was mankind yeah. when he was a champ. You know, There's, there hasn't been anybody that. Yeah, that's on a occasion good one. you'd have like Kurt Angle make fun of somebody, but that Man. doesn't really count as like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah, you're right. You know, damn, yeah, damn, Brian, that's profound. Man. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Shang Tsung. <laughs> you said it. You said the yeah. Shang Tsung. Uh, that was great. Yeah. Well, I mean, for him, I mean, since his comeback, uh, it, you know, uh, a lot of the je ne sais quoi, it has not really been there since his comeback. But that leads me to my next thing because we've been talking about Adam Cole and. The one thing I like is that his title run has felt very special, but but mm. there was a matchup between Tommaso Ciampa and Karrion Cross, also known as Killer Cross, if you knew your facts. And uh, let me tell you something. Karrion Cross is the one. Yeah. He is the one. He is the guy that can be the NXT champion, the Universal champion and the world champion all at the same time. From his entrance, to the look on his face, to Scarlet, to when he chokes you out. He's got the girl. Everything. But she don't overshadow him. Yup, and everything about Mr. Cross is believable. It's what you grew up thinking a wrestler was, and everything about him right now spells money, it spells superstar, and it spells a master that's yeah. all i gotta say about that with that you're absolutely right man when the cross jacket gets put on somebody it feels the way that a, a good move good moves feel when you were younger where you're like mm-hmm. oh my god that move is being put on that person it's over i love mm-hmm. that i love that um he's also real brutal mm-hmm. um and you know i I always wonder about the terms of that when you're dealing with somebody else like putting these spots where you're basically breaking somebody's back um, but they sell it really well, and and his character development is coming across through these brutal matches, man. And uh, Tommaso, incredible wrestler, mm-hmm. obviously kept up. It it just was a great match. That was intense. I I don't I don't like yelling when I watch wrestling. <laughs> I don't like yelling because I'm like, ouch, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> that kind of yelling. I mean, like I love good spots, but when I'm like, ah. ah it, you know, but this was one of those matches. It was so good, man. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. He's he's next. Mm-hmm. Brian. <sighs> that <laughs> you guys said it. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. You guys yeah. said it. I don't have nothing else to add. Yeah, carry yeah, cross, man. TikTok. All I gotta say is TikTok, which leads to our main event. Main event was for the women's championship at the time. The champion Charlotte Flair was defending her NXT title against Rhea Ripley and who I have called the best women's wrestler 
on the planet right now, EO, the Queen Shirai. Um, look, all I'm going to say is it might have took two years, but it was all meaningful. The best in the world finally has her championship, and I am ready for the new era of EO Shirai. And I don't care what anybody says. There's nobody better in that ring than EO Shirai. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I really enjoyed that she lost that uh, Charlotte Flair lost. Um, Charlotte has this run, um, that makes me really uncomfortable where she's so NXT is jam packed full of women's talent. And somehow, somehow whenever Charlotte's around, that's dwarfed by whatever the, the, the gimmick that exists with, with Charlotte Flair. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's she can she can take any great any great move. She can counter it. She can she can kick out of anything. And I love that maybe through whatever reason, uh, Charlotte just let the better person win in this match. That's something good about that. I and I don't know what that means for Charlotte in general, but there's something really cool about the fact that. EO won the way that she won. It didn't feel like anything, no interfere. It was just a good match that happened the way that it should have happened. And uh, when Charlotte's fighting, I don't necessarily feel like that's a, there's a chance for that all the time. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I got a problem with that. I really do. Maybe we could talk about it a little more down the line. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this was a good one, man. Like, uh, the spot off the top where she jumped down, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like stuff like that. Like, I, I think what it was telling people was like, look, a woman is dropping on your head and her name is E.O. Sherrod, man. Like, it, this this woman is um, up next. There's something about the charisma um, that people are allowing with, like, wrestlers that are not from America. I love that that's a thing. I love that a, an Asian wrestler can come into NXT there have been, right? There obviously mm-hmm. have been, but one could come in and have the impact that she has, and it doesn't feel like she's doing something beyond just being a good wrestler. She doesn't. She's not doing something too stereotypically Asian. She's not doing anything stereotypically too in any direction. She's just herself wrestling well. That's all that matters. She won, great, you know. So anyway, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I enjoyed the match. Mm-hmm. What about you, Brian? No, I really enjoyed it. It was, um, you know, I, I was to go to the finish. I like the fact. I know a lot of people was wondering, like, oh, my goodness, did she kill her? Um, <laughs> you know, because it definitely looked like the knee hit there. But I chose to suspend my belief mm. and just be a fan and say, oh, she knocked her out. One, two, yeah. three, duh. There's no way she's mm. getting up for that. And I love the fact that Charlotte Flair was caught off guard thinking, okay, I got to win this match by submission, not even considering the fact that you have this athletic person you're in the ring with who can, you know, fly off the buildings quickly, and you didn't even consider that. You focused on getting somebody to tap out, that you didn't take time to um, neutralize your other opponent. So I really enjoyed that. I love the way the story is being told. Then to put on my analyst hat, 
I love the fact that Charlotte didn't take the pin because to me that says, okay, she's going to be down there a while doing some things with these girls because she wants to get that title back because it's all about the titles, right? Yeah. No matter if it's NXT, WWE, it's under the umbrella and it's all about the gold. Yeah, it, 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 open, it definitely opens up a, well, you didn't pin me factor mm -hmm. as well, you know? Right. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't destroy Rhea Ripley either. Um, and now we have uh, a whole new era of challengers. Like I said, you can, Rhea Ripley's a challenger. If I can get Candice EO too, you know, for me as a fan, I would love that. You know, you got Dakota. There's so many people that are, that are there, you know, and um, I'm very excited. I really enjoyed uh, In Your House. And now that brings us to this week. Um, tomorrow we have Backlash. This is main roster stuff, uh, kind of a new era of, of uh, things that were announced with, like, Bruce Pritchard taking over um, all of the book. Um, so, yeah, we have a Backlash, and I'll start off. Uh, we can – we can really just go predictions and say our thoughts about these matches, but we have uh, United States champion uh, Apollo Crews, who I heard had new music, but I guess I missed it. Uh, Apollo Crews defended the United States championship uh, against Andrade. Um, Brian, I'm going to let you start off with uh, your predictions and your thoughts on this match. We're getting a new champion. I think Andrade gets himself together, and I think he wins the championship. But I think Zelina Vega will be key in this matchup. So I'm going with Andrade. Okay. Mm, I think Apollo retains. Um, I always vote for the ball, people. <laughs> 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 Nothing beyond that and skill set. I bet everybody thought you was going to say something else. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he said another B. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, um, I am going to go with Ronald. Uh, I am picking Apollo Crews via mistaken interference from Angel Garza. But mm. is it really a mistake? Or was it on purpose? Find out Monday on Raw. Real That's how I look at it. I look at Angel Garza, man. That dude is money. And he, I like Andrade, but he's outshining him. Yeah. Angel Garza is – you can't do no wrong with Angel Garza. Um, I know a lot of people at first were upset that he was kind of rushed to the main roster. No, it's where he belonged in the first place. You know, Angel Garza, he is what they've been looking for, 100%. So, um, but, yeah, I got Apollo – uh, retaining. Uh, next, we have Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. And uh, for, if you guys don't know, <laughs> uh, if I was Sheamus, I'd be pretty mad because uh, Jeff Hardy uh, threw some piss in his face last night. Mm -hmm. So um, <laughs> for, for, for that reason alone, I'm going to pick Sheamus because if somebody, first of all, that was an abnormal, crazy amount of pee in the jar. Like, yeah, that's he nice. must be extremely dehydrated. Um, yeah, but if somebody's going to get pee thrown in their face, I think that they get revenge. I'm picking Sheamus to win that one. Mm. Um, Jeff Hardy is washed. Sheamus wins. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Yeah, Oof. I said it. Washed. Yeah, I'm going to go with Sheamus. Uh, when's the last time he had a pay-per-view match? It's been a while. 
Yes. Oh, wow. So yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think this is it. I think he gets it. It's actually surprised. I uh, he was my pick to win the Intercontinental Championship because yeah. I know that's the one title he hasn't got, and maybe that's the reason why they didn't go with that just yet. But yeah, he's my pick. Yeah, look forward to it. Um, we have the women's tag team championship uh, uh, matchup, triple threat. Sasha and Bailey, the new champions, will be defending against former champions Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss versus the Iconics. Um, for me, six women that I all adore. Um, as people know, I call Sasha Blanks, you know, the blue-haired goddess. You know, um, everybody knows I, I love Nikki and I, I love Peyton. You know, um, but Alexa can do no wrong. Bailey can do no wrong. And, and Billy can do no wrong. Uh, for me, there are no losers in this match. But if somebody has to go home with the championships, I am going to pick Sasha and Bailey retaining the championships. As much as I want to say the Iconics, but my heart is saying Sasha and Bailey. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. The Iconics, man. Uh, dirty tactics. Um, all sorts of things will be done to win this match. The Iconics win this one. I'm going to go with Sasha and Bailey. I think that it's been a long time brewing for them to get those tag titles back. Uh, it's been a long time since, if ever, Sasha Banks has retained the championship. I think it happens tomorrow. I think she gets the pin also. But mm. I think the bigger story for them that's eventually, you know, I think everybody sees them too clashing. That's something I think that's also going to be saved for fans. I think, you know, you don't want this to happen just yet. So I think they're going to run with these championships for a while. Yeah, I I love the story, man. I definitely do. Uh, Let's go to the other women's matchup, which will be for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Asuka will be defending the Raw Women's Championship against Nia Jax. Nia just cost Asuka another loss to Charlotte Flair, which I know Asuka is not happy about. So for that reason alone, I do not see this being a short title reign for the entertaining Asuka. And I will see Asuka having this championship for a good run. So my pick is Asuka. Asuka. Asuka's my pick, man. Um, Nia is a force of nature, but Asuka's going to kick her in her head. <laughs> That's all it that matters. So yeah, Oscar is my pick. Yeah, Oscar. This it's no reason to believe otherwise. It's Oscar. Mm. Okay. Always remember though, Naya is not like most girls. That's what her song tells. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah. Uh, next, we have a two-on-one W. Uh, I'm sorry, Universal Championship as champion Braun Strowman defends the Universal Title against. The Miz and John Morrison. Um, I don't really like this match. Uh, I don't like it. I, I don't. I just. I don't like handicap matches, uh, especially if tag teams, like credible tag teams, are thrown in it. Uh, I would love for both Miz and Morrison to get the pin, and then for them to cut the title in half, like Lake did. I would love for that to happen. But the reality is, I think uh, Big Braun is keeping his championship. I don't know where Otis falls in all of this, but I think Big Braun will retain his championship. Um, I think Braun's going to maintain the championship. I don't, I don't think this is a, I think this is a ridiculous match. Um, I think that what's going to happen at some point during the course of the night, I'm calling it, something's happening with The Fiend. The Fiend's going to drop some hints at mm. this man. I said it. Mm. Well, I said, uh, hold on. Well, I said it. <laughs> 
Um, I just think there's something going on with Braun. I, I think they're running out of things to do with him. And I think that something should happen with Braun and the Fiend. And there will be something that happens with Braun and the Fiend tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think Braun is also suffering from there not being any fans. I mean, it could also be a benefit. I always looked at him, honestly, as a, t- a placeholder for the championship. But yeah. I don't see them losing him losing this matchup. I do think it's kind of dumb. I think there's enough talented people on the roster that you could find a story for him. So, honestly, I think it's lazy. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, I would. I really like your idea, Ronald. I really would love to see – that uh, the um, fiend make an appearance. Mm, that'd be cool. Man. Well, congratulations to the fiend. He just had his second child, by the way. So I'm gonna throw that out there. Quarantine baby. With yeah, him. with uh, JoJo. Okay. You know, so that that is their second child. Congratulations, Otis. Look, if you see a chance, cash in, buddy. It'll make Mandy very happy. <laughs> yeah. um, next, we have a match, and it's funny because uh, uh, side note. Um, I, I have to give a personal apology to Mr. Brown Waters because uh, <laughs> during another podcast, you know, we completely, me and a couple other P- people, completely <laughs> roasted Brian on his podcast for uh, his thoughts on this match. And that match is uh, WWE champion Drew McIntyre defending against Bobby Lashley. Uh, <laughs> what, what was, let's remind us, what was the opinion that got. <laughs> him shouted at. Uh, you know, uh, he gave the opinion of, uh, of Bobby Lashley winning, and uh, we all came at him with pitchforks, basically, you know. Uh, because I can, handle, I can th- take the heat. Oh, they yeah. actually definitely... get your free chicken, uh, Chick-fil-A sandwich back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is true. You know, um, <laughs> his, here's the thing. Uh, I think the problem is WWE has yeah, I don't know. I don't want to blame them, but they're in between a rock and a hard place. Um, you know, if Bobby wins, you'll get people that are happy, but you'll get people that'll be like, oh, they're only doing it because of what's going on. If Bobby loses, you get people that'll be like, well, they messed the chance. They should have gave it to him because of what's going on. Um, <laughs> that sounds so funny. I hate to it, say it, but it really yeah, does. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, and, and it's, it's such a weird situation. Um I wish this could have got dragged out. Well, honestly, I wish that this could have happened for Bobby earlier, you know, and let it build to what he's at. Because him with uh, MVP right now is fantastic. I still wish that they would have did my idea of having MVP manage um, Cedric and Ricochet as well, you know, and he could have had three people. Um, But I don't think this is the end of the Drew McIntyre era. And I would like to say, I think, he has done a fantastic job as the champion in these circumstances. Um, but honestly, I am all for if Bobby Lashley wins the championship as well. This is a long time going, but my heart picks Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Um, there's no way. Um, <laughs> the only way that, that this would happen is if uh, an alien ship came down Dang. <laughs> and took Drew McIntyre into space. And chopped his body into pieces and left it in the solar system. That's the only way that Bobby Lashley is going to win this match tomorrow. It's impossible. This is bacon pancakes. He has this. Drew McIntyre got the belt. Got the belt. I'm going to go on this hill. I said it and I'm going to stick to it. Bobby Lashley will become the WWE champion. 
And they're going to do it right. They're not going to have Bobby Lashley yelling Black Lives Matter. They're mm. not going to have him taking a knee or pumping a fist. Quite frankly, he's going to say, this is where I'm supposed to be. He's not even going to acknowledge the movement because it's going to be about him and he's going to be a great heel champion. And MVP is going to plan out this elaborate MVP-like celebration for him on Monday Night Raw. Bobby Lashley, your new WWE champion. Book it. Well, I'm just going to say this, uh, and this isn't no knock on anybody, but if if MVP is going to do this elaborate celebration, look, I know MVP got some bars. You know, he can rap himself. Just get yourself some new theme music. We should not be listening to Silk to Soccer in 2020. So uh, that, that, that's my uh, big thing, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of interest in that match. But that leads us to what I'm assuming will be the main event because the title is the greatest match, greatest wrestling match of all time. If you yeah, listen to the music, this is the greatest show. that leads us to edge versus randy orton quick note Mm. if i was uh booking this i would piss off everybody have randy orton hit him with a low blow rko and pin him one two three oh my goodness (laughs) that's what i would do and be like oh i wasn't worried about being the greatest wrestling match i just wanted to win but you're in the ring (laughs) yeah you know but uh if my if i'm going to give a prediction doesn't happen in that fashion, but I do think this one of the smoothest wrestlers to lace his boots gets his win, mm-hmm. and that is Mr. Randy Orton. That's who I'm picking. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Edge, Edge's neck is a stack of dimes. Um, there's just no way that they're gonna let a man with such a fragile, fragile, frail neck manage to keep the there's no way this this isn't happening randy orton is going to beat the living crap out of this newly shaped grand new edge that's kind of come out of the blue and entertained us for a little bit best shape of his life edge best shape of his life um but that's because uh he's hungry he's starving he's he's down to zero percent body fat and you know what that means. It's going to be a good match. But Randy Orton is going to kick that stack of Dom's neck, <laughs> put him in the RKO, and then there'll be no more edge. Oh, no more edge. No more I'm, edge. I, I've been waiting to hear what Brian had to say about this match since the beginning of the week. I've been waiting to hear his breakdown of this. So what this, way are you going? This match... It's so predictable, right? (laughs) Because, I mean, we've been watching wrestling longer than a lot of people have been alive. And I sit here and I'm thinking, it's so obvious for Randy Orton to win this match. It's so obvious for him to go out there and win because of the fact that he lost at WrestleMania. And we all know that backlash is... I always called the backwash of WrestleMania, even though Money in the Bank was in between. But I'm going to go with Edge because I, I, I just want to – I got a feeling they're going to try to swerve us. But I also look at it like this. Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, they went out there and really put on one of the greatest <laughs> matches in SmackDown history yes, and a did. candidate 
for the best wrestling match ever, which I got to go watch again, undistracted. Mm. So now it, I think I'm looking at it because no doubt about it, folks, if you don't know, they do compete with each other. SmackDown wants to be better than Raw and vice versa. So I mm-hmm. think Edge and Randy Orton are going to try to do their best if they don't go with the Blick scenario. But I think Edge is going to win this one because I just think, I mean, the card is predictable. Like, like really, when you really think about it, right? Braun Strowman wins. Drew McIntyre wins. Um, Apollo Crews, that was you could know, t- toss up. Sheamus wins. Oscar wins. And uh, the tag champ, the women's tag titles. So when you think about it, it's predictable. But then when you really think about it, maybe it's not. So I'm going to go with the swerve here. Edge will get the win in the greatest wrestling match ever. This would be a first time where he gets a real one, two, three in the middle of the ring since WrestleMania 27. Is the H? Is the H in your name for hot take? <laughs> you brought a hot take today. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, that's man. a really cool take, man. I, I, I'm I'm curious to see what's gonna happen. That's that's a good way to look at it. I didn't even think about it that way, Brian. You got my brain churning, and I'm excited about this match. It's just Randy Orton is great to watch, and then mm-hmm. Edge is great to watch too. And and he has this energy about him when he's out right now with that stack of Dobbs neck that he has. <laughs> I love to see how energetic he is. But mm-hmm. Randy Orton, he's going to break that stack of dimes. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> oh, man. This is, yeah. is going to be good, though. It's, it's, it is, yeah. man. I'm excited for it. Uh, the, the one thing that's kept my heart with Randy Orton uh, winning this match is whether we have fans, whether we don't, we still have SummerSlam. Whatever it's going to be. And to me, just Drew, Randy Orton, is the SummerSlam match that makes sense. Yeah. You know, um, mm. so I, I, you know, if this was going in the, I don't know, uh, I don't know, whatever another pay-per-view was, maybe I would go more so Edge. I am excited to see where Edge goes from here, um, win or lose, but uh, I don't bet against the Viper often. You know, and look, he swerved everybody and thought everybody, you know, everybody thought he bought a plane and he could just mess with everybody, so... I got to ask y'all this. How do y'all feel about this? Uh, we all know, it's, it's fact, AEW did the um, pandemic, right, when it comes to wrestling? Mm-hmm. And then WWE follows suit. How do you feel about the WWE's version? Do you like it, or do you wish they would have did it um, on their own and not following behind AEW? This is what I personally think about it. I think there's two ways you can look at it. Um, I think the way they do it is safer, especially with the plexiglass and all that. But I think the precautions that AEW takes is safer. Every time they go, so you got to get tested, like, period. Yeah. Whereas, and that's not the case at WWE, you know. But when it comes to the crowd, you know, I think WWE does the crowd safer than uh, AEW. Um, is it too little, too late? No, it's not too little, too late. But – uh, I, I don't know. Some, peop- some people don't like it. Some people think it's like, ah, they're copying, blah, blah, blah. I, look, whatever keeps people safe, period, I don't mm-hmm. care. As, as long as I can hear at least two people like, woo, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine yeah. with it. That's how I look at it. I think that um, the AEW is XFL to WWE's NFL. <laughs> NFL 
looked at XFL and was like, that's trash. It's terrible. It's, it doesn't matter. But then they stole the cameras. <laughs> they stole the mics in the, in the helmets. They stole uh -huh. these things. And that's what's going to keep happening. And they're going to say the AEW, every other organization that exists around it is not competition. And then they're going to take the competition's tactics because they have the resources, they have the money, and they have the exposure to do it. And that's just that's just the way that it is. Yeah, I you know I looked at it and I said I, I didn't think about the whole safer point, but I do like and, and remember Blake, I brought it up to you before. I said why haven't why aren't they using NXT people um, when this first happened? And this is before AEW show had aired. I, I didn't understand, but I do like that. But what I like about AEWs is because they doesn't ha do not have a huge wealth of a roster. I like the fact that you do have current people in there so you can kind of create, like, the, I think the first week it was uh, Sabian and uh, he said something to Cole Cabana and it kind of created, like, a rift between them right away. So yeah. you you get those opportunities where you're not going to get that in the WWE because you're not going to have – I mean, you could have Shayna Baszler go out there and pick out a fight with the NXT girls, but for the yeah. most part, you're not, so. Um, but I, I like it. I, I think it, it it does help add something to the matches and add something to the crowd. Yeah, yeah. and that's all you really like. I said that's all you really need is just a little bit of noise. I'm not mad at either or for it. Um, you know, uh, I'm just happy to see some faces. Like you know, it's cool to see Simone Johnson out there, and it's cool to see people that eventually you'll see them in the ring and people that remember these things they'll be like oh man i remember when they just used to have to stand out in the crowd for 12 hour days now look at them blah 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 so um i do like that aspect and like i said there's aspects that i i do like with uh how aew does it and um you know it makes it interesting because uh unfortunately where i'm at i don't get to see like impact so I don't know if Impact is empty, especially from the clips that I watch. I don't know if it's empty or if there's people there or anything. But for me, it makes it interesting to see, like, what's going to happen with ROH, you know, what's going to happen with MLW, what's going to happen with this company. So uh, now they kind of have a playbook of what to do. But once again, like Ronald said, it's resources, too. Mm -hmm. You know, um, is everybody going to get tested? Are you just going to take temperatures? Are you going to do the actual tests? So it'll be very interesting to see what happens with wrestling. Like, just like in the Indies, there's a um, show coming up and it's a drive-in uh, drive show, you know, mm -hmm. and everybody's got to sit in the car and watch it. But people going to test the waters and people going to be like, nah, man, da -da -da, you know, come on down, you know, mm -hmm. just don't cough. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is our show for this joint pro uh, project. You know, hopefully we have many more of these. Uh, Brian, go ahead and, let everybody know, like you always do, where you can be found at on the media of social. <laughs> well, on the media of social, you can find me at Wrestling Realm. That is W and another W. And then also at Brian H. Waters. So make sure you subscribe to the Wrestling Realm on YouTube. If you're watching, click below, hit the subscribe button, turn the bell notifications on so you get a uh, notification every time we drop a new episode. And I urge each and everyone to check out Two previous episodes I just did. Uh, Blake was a part of both of them. That is Racial Injustices in Pro Wrestling and 
the sexual address the sexual harassment in pro wrestling and then after you finish that make sure you subscribe and check out all the other stuff from myself and the real Dwayne Allen and of course you can find me at Brian H. Waters and if you don't know how to spell wrestle realm again you can just look in the background and look at that beautiful poster in the background and you'll know how to spell it <laughs> Mr. Mr. Ron yourself go ahead and tell the people some words uh so you can I'm on social media and then under the handle who is Ron James on everything. Um, also do music, uh, Catch the Fade on Spotify, Apple Music, all the streaming uh, things. We're doing a song a week in the series called Catch the Fade Raps. Um, and then uh, I have a clothing line status apparatus. I have some love t-shirts that are doing incredibly well. If you need some love, have, so, have a love t-shirt, high quality embroidery with our logo as the O. Um, check it out, status apparatus. And if you play Animal Crossing, you can get that same shirt on your Animal Crossing. Just yes. to throw that out there. Yes. You know, I actually have one. <laughs> um, as for me, I am at It's Blizz, I-T-S-B-L-I-Z. Currently, the photography is on hold because we're in this thing called a pandemic. But the teaching is on hold because I'm in this thing called pandemic. But I will be back. We'll be better than ever. Two things got postponed. One of them we will talk about very, very soon. Uh, put uh, my heart and soul into this. Uh, both Brian and Ronald <clears throat> helped out tremendously with this project. We'll talk about it when the time comes. Uh, support everything, you know. Support Black Lives Matter. Support the LGBT community, you know. Let's just all make this stuff work. Stop trying to separate and just come together. Let's make everything work. Uh, with that said, it is Saturday night. If you're watching UFC, watch it because it's the only sport you can really watch. Unless you yeah. watch baseball in Korea, which I don't know if y'all saw. Baseball in Korea, one game they had uh, stuffed animals as the crowd. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, it was, uh, cool. it was really, it was very interesting. So, uh, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, but uh, yeah, man, you know, let's make this world a better place. And, um, you know, that's all I really got to say. I was trying to think of something very witty to say at the end, but it didn't hit me. I was going to sing Heal the World, but I don't got the voice for it tonight. Oh, man. <laughs> you know. <laughs> all right, guys, until next time, that is, uh, you know, our show. We will see you soon. Happy, uh, what are we in? What month? What day is Is this? Yeah, it's Saturday. I yeah, it's, 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 if, you're, if you're watching on Saturday, I mean, you watch this literally as soon as we just dropped it. It's mm -hmm. Saturday. If you're catching it right before Backlash, it's actually Children's Day. So happy Children's Day. And for all the fathers out there, if we don't talk to you before then, happy Father's Day. Happy, happy Father's Day, Day to all the fathers out there. You Thank know, you. Appreciate it. Yeah, you, 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 sometimes y'all don't get no love. Sometimes they're just man. trying to push y'all to the back. Like, ah, it's Mother's Day. Not about Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So if you want Animal Crossing, Brian, I'd have got you a Father's Day mug. It's the special item. If you guys don't go in your Nook shop and see what the special item is, it's a Father's Day mug. I'm telling you some good stuff, guys. <laughs> All right, that's, an, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Till next time, guys. Peace and love. Hey, Grease. Have a good night. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.